Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Laura. We're longtime friends who know a good year at Real Talk can solve almost anything. And we're transferring our skills and experiences to our new coaching practice. Whether you're making a big decision, exploring a new path, planning a project, or you just want to learn how coaching might help you, join us for our conversations on Coaching Through It. Laura, hi. Hi, Julie. We are here. um, We're doing competency number six. We're sailing. Sailing through. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're talking about listening actively today. Yeah. The International Coaching Federation. We're grateful for these eight competencies we're going through. So we're near the tail end. And uh, I hear you, Julie. I'm listening to what you have to say. I'm reading between the lines. You studying? Is this what I'm I'm understanding? (laughs) You're saying more. You're telling me more. You're telling me more with your facial expressions. I'm not sure. What am I telling from the facial expression? That's right. Laura's pulling that directly because our definition for this one tells us focusing on what the client is and is not saying, right? Mm -hmm. To fully understand what is being communicated in the context of the client systems and to support client self-expression. That gets a lot at the end, but that's pretty wordy. Yeah. Client, client. You know, we didn't write them, but we're here to unpack them and figure out. um, We all, I think we know what active listening was. Actually, you know what? Going into coaching, I did think I know what active listening was, and it's a whole different world after doing this training. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, I used to teach like in communication classes and sessions on interpersonal communication, how you listen and interpret, and speaker, sender, responder. No, it's so different yeah. in coaching, Julie. Yeah, I think that's a really common misconception with active listening is it's this notion that you you are engaging, but you're you're waiting to respond. And that mm-hmm. is not, that is not what it really is. And that's definitely not what they're telling you in this competency, right? It is not about, did I, did I hear everything and check all my listening boxes and plan my perfect response, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that it, it says it, but it's not actually active listening. It's listens actively is the competency. So just to make sure y'all are out there hearing this and, and do you hear what we're understanding what we're saying? So I do think um, we watch this video. I like the Sakina Gordon-Jones uh, talked about this um, similar to the last core competency. I think it was just flipped because it was active listening, um, but really got into the being and doing of this as a skill. And so how are you thinking about listening these days? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that I'm noticing and they talk about this as a coach might level up, right? PCC and MCC um, with this competency is what am I listening for air quotes, right? Um, by verbal, um, not by verbal, by nonverbals, right? By watching, by expressions, by the energy the client's putting through. Um, that's what I've really been focusing on in my listening. I think there is so much going on for everyone, shocker, you know, <laughs> that it is important to to use that additional context when you're with clients. Yeah. And I I'm trying to be really cognizant of um, I do take some notes at the beginning when we set the agenda, just because I want to make sure I'm getting what they're saying. And when I repeat it back, I'm using their words. And so I've noticed I got to be careful not to clicky clack or write because they won't see when you're not active listening or they think it's mm-hmm. not active listening. So I'm really aware. So jumping back from the last one we talked about in five, your my presence is I'm here. I'm watching you. You see me, I see you um, across our little screens and our glowing screens. But I, I think it's also not thinking about what I'm going to ask next. And like you said, most people think active listening is I listen and then I'm going to say something and maybe repeat it back. But 
I don't know exactly what I'm going to ask until I really listen to everything that comes out of my client's mouth. And that's a different way of communicating than most people are used to because they want to get something out or they've already got something premeditated to say, or they think they know what the other person is going to say. And so they're ready to react or debate or come back um, or question. So I'm trying not to have as many questions out there that are preformed because um, I did as an early coach, I'll own it. I used to have some questions that I'd start with, but I know that that's not really me listening. And so I'm trying mm-hmm. to check myself more. Yeah. I think, Laura, it's a great call out. And we we talk about, um, it does relate to competency five, I think for me as well. And this notion of just being okay with a pause and being okay with some silence as I form a question that does reflect that listening actively, right? That I'm not just waiting for the preformed question to pop out of my mouth, that I'm sitting with a moment. Um, and I think that demonstrates your, your listening actively too, because the client knows when you're asking a question related to what they've said versus, oh, that seems a little off, you know, or like, okay, I can answer that, you know, but like, I don't know where that question came from or something like that. Yeah. And I think something that's really helpful in this area to give a concrete example is people use words and phrases all the time. And we sure might know what that means, but I don't really know what it means when it comes to what the client's talking about. So I will constantly hear myself say out loud, tell me what you mean by that. Mm -hmm. How are you distinguishing this from this? Mm -hmm. What is the relationship between X and Y? And these are words I put in. So they might say um, they're exhausted. Tell me what you mean by exhausted. Mm -hmm. I really want them to unpack more then and not assume that I know what they're really going through. I could, and then part of that listening is them expressing like they might have their hands on their forehead because they're stressed out and they're covering their face. They might be sighing. They might be looking up like, and I'm looking at nonverbals as well in their responses, because I might say, you said you're okay, but like you gripping your hair right now is telling me something else. So yeah. what's up with that? Yeah. Would you say that this is in some ways an awareness of the client? They don't name that specifically, I think, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does relate to, we'll talk about it in seven, but I think in maintains presence, we also were encouraged to like notice and bring up things. And this one talked about too. She said the idea of like, I noticed you said, or I noticed you did. This is where you could pull out observations and you want to ask for permission sometimes like I'm, I've been noticing something and I've got an idea can I bring it up and mention so my clients are like sure yeah what do you what do you notice what do you see mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I think it is it's talking about there's a word around listening with empathy and that to me shows an appreciation for the whole client or the whole situation um yeah yeah do we do we have an example that we can hang our hat on for that one about listening with empathy. Yeah. I think it's exactly what you've talked about, right? I think um, your example around someone who says, you know, I'm exhausted or, um, and, and asking, tell me more about what that means or, you know, mirroring back what a client might look like or, or what they're gesturing. You know, you, you mentioned covering the face or kind of sign or if they're sloped over because how often do we move through our days and it's like, Oh, I'm fine. 
<laughs> gritty tea. Yeah, it was gritty And I think how how much it goes back to building trust. Other things we've talked about when you can say, "Hey, I've noticed that you know you are you're gritting your teeth," or "I've noticed that you're gripping your hands," or you know, "Can I share an observation with you?" And that's seeing someone. Yeah. So listening is really seeing someone in this. I think you're right because I I don't think us taking some pause to say I'm here actively with my presence from number five, but in six, like this one is also what's not being said in so many ways. So um, an example that clients always want to get to problems. They want problem solved. That's great. It's not always the problem, right? So we're going to coach the client and it's about how they're dealing with the problem or how they're feeling, feeling, dealing, wheeling. Like I always say, it's around the problem or the issue. And if you can notice like um, intonation, tone, body like posture, lack of eye contact or something else that's like off kilter and call that into your listening, I think that's really, really critical because they might say, well, I dealt with this and it's fine or I'm okay. And da, da, da. I was like, you said you're okay, but you're like scratching your neck and you seem to like be going red right now. <laughs> Do you want to tell me a bit about that? Like, these are literal things I've seen in clients and I, and it's, um, this is the, the deeper level. And I was like, how is that deeper level coaching? That should just be coaching one one I don't know. Yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah. I think, you know, it, it's a good reminder though, too. I don't know if this is exactly the policy, but like you get one. And by that, I mean, so if you say to that client, like, okay, but I see you scratching your neck and they're like, oh no, it's nothing. Right. Like I, in my opinion, this is not the way then or the time to then say like, okay, but really you look uncomfortable. So what is going on? You know, like that's not, it's care fronting, care fronting. We're going to bring it. care and yeah. realize when to have that radical candor and when yeah. do you bring them in? Yeah. Um, Listening empathy, empathetically is also being aware when they're not ready, right? Or not, it's not resonating with them. Yeah. And I wonder, like, are there other ways that you make, sh- make sure that your clients are heard? You know, this seems maybe strange to bring up here, but I think doing the follow-up, right? So we've talked about accountability that happens um, at the end of a session. And I think actually doing that work, (laughs) Um, even if it's just an email check-in, you know, um, that shows that you have that commitment, that you heard them. Yeah. Yeah. I think about continuity between sessions. So I take notes. Um, Clients will get maybe a piece of that. Maybe they get a question or prompts. Um, But I go back to my notes that I write about and I'm like, oh yeah, we did talk about boundaries loosely this time. But it's showing up now. And they're like, oh, thank you for thre- like threading the needle between mm-hmm. sessions. But the client is really important. Um, how are you listening for their whole client perspectives? Because this kind of ties into cultural context a little bit. Um, but what are you thinking about as we think about helping the whole client? You know, I that for me brings up this idea that like the client is the expert of their experience. I am not the expert of the experience, right? So um, all these things we've talked about, making assumptions, staying curious and with other competencies, right? Like making sure that I am um, listening to to what they're saying, um, threading things like you've mentioned, but I think also then not making assumptions or not putting them you know, respond to them with a particular agenda in mind. Yeah. 
you don't want to leave them. Yeah. And I, and I think some of our observations and work in this area for listening, um, you might hear them like actually say something or they might verbally do something different than they're saying. I like that um, Sakina brought up essentially you're going to disrupt their thinking patterns in a way. So you might be saying I'm noticing or uh, you said this and that word you said like four times. <laughs> what does like absorbed by something mean to you or stress really mean to you? Cause you've mentioned it a handful of times. So I think pointing out a pattern or a phrasing or a behavior is also that active listening that I wonder, and I'm thinking I try not to do this in regular conversation, but I can't help that sometimes with other people. Like, do you ever catch yourself doing these sort of like really listening to people now that freaks people out yet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. You know, I do. I mean, I do it with the kids all the time. It's been a, it's been a couple podcasts since I brought up a kid story. You know, <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you bring that into context to them to know that yeah. you're like you're you're being heard now? Yeah. Well, I think it's more about the the whole person listening is what I would say, right? Like, so our kiddos are at the age where we're talking a lot about emotional regularity and talking with them to say, like, hey, you're saying this, but like, I see you showing up like this, or you know, you seem really frustrated. So Mm -hmm. what do we need to adjust? You know, like I think, Mm -hmm. and you can be a little more direct when it's your kiddos versus a client, obviously. Um, But um, I I definitely have brought that in, I think a little bit more since becoming a coach, like, take a minute, take a pause, what's what's going on around, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think with our clients, like, actively, doing this work. So listening actively, um, they recognize it and they address it. So like I've had a client say to me, like one of the questions I wanted to ask you, which I'll answer first was, um, how do your clients respond to what you share? When I've had a couple of clients go, you're pretty direct to it because we want to narrow in. And I've just had shorter coaching sessions with, with certain clients. And I was like, well, we only got a hot 30 minutes. So we got to get to the point. And uh, I said, I am. How, how does that sit with you? And they're like, no, it's good. I think I need that. And so I, and I do check like um, cadence and how they respond to like, if I point something out because I've heard it or I've actively seen them do something, they're like, no, that's helpful. I need that. So please, that's kind of my accountability in the listening. I think I like that you brought that up between sessions, um, in sessions and after sessions, but in a session, they said, yeah, I need, I need you to tell me when I'm saying that or doing that, that's helpful for me. Yeah. Of course. Correct. Yeah. I think that's great. I've experienced this in, um, you know, some of the work with leaders directly, uh, when we're talking to the resources phase, right. Yeah. Um, or, or say like homework, or if they're asking for direction and when things don't resonate with them. Right. And that's great. Great. You don't have to necessarily absorb the style and, what about that didn't resonate with you, you know? And so mm-hmm. let's like flip it around and really get in and listen to what, cause I want them to still then th- think critically and dig into what, what wasn't working for you in that. Yeah. So a lot of this core competency, as we wrap up to think about it, it's really a, a continual thing. Like is being, doing, existing um, and being aware of it all, I think. So um, we, we all always be noticing, I think is like, it's kind of what I'm sticking with me in this one. Like, I'm always going to be like, it's, it's always the same client, but a different day. Or, um, as we listen, like, how do you check yourself? So I'm always thinking about how am I showing up the presence before, but like, 
what am I hearing and what am I not hearing is kind of the questions I ask myself as a coach. What are you thinking about as we wrap up here? You know, I think what, yeah, what's coming up for me is like how much of your role as a coach is about holding that space versus, versus just asking those questions. Right. I don't have an answer for that. That's just what's coming up right now, you know, but I, I do think it is about creating that environment. The questions are important. Yes. And, yeah. and all of the things we've talked about, about good, powerful questions come into play and how much of the progress that it's made is, is rooted in the environment that you help create in that moment. It's funny you say that I went to the ICF conference in 2021 well, that seems so long ago. Um, and they did a study on like coaching. And so they asked, um, I think, I think they looked at 50, 60 different coaching sessions. And what I would love to know is not just the questions they asked and which they did look at, they did like a review, a qualitative review of the questions asked and what was talked about and the themes. But I wish I also knew about the space in between because that you just said that to me, like, what are the pause moments that you wouldn't really hear on recording? So we're getting, we're pretty quick and snippy at a podcast, but like when it comes to coaching, there's a lot more silence and just waiting, me drinking a glass of water, not you nodding your head neutrally. That's very good. And uh, yeah, like, I just think it, it looks so different that um, thank you for bringing that up. That's I think one of the most sacred space things to think about with coaching and this listens actively is there might be nothing going on. Yeah. There's just thinking. Yeah. You know, one of the last things I would call out about the difference with this change is I think all of us have probably been taught active listening at some point in our lives. And we've been taught it as a process that has a start and an end um, and steps to follow in between. And what I love about listening actively is everything we've just talked about. It, It kind of takes away that checklist component to this competency and really makes it more organic and in line with what the client is, how the client is showing up. I love that we're throwing out all checklists this season. So take note of that. F you checklists. You're gone. <laughs> more so because oh. I just don't want them to show me all the things I haven't done yet in my day. But. <laughs> Let's do the checklist. Um, any useful resources in this area that we might want to recommend? That's a great question. Yeah. So what I need to finish reading, which I've started, um, I love Julia Cameron, The Artist's Way. Um, she has a book called The Listening Path, Creative Art of Attention. And so um, there's a couple other books I read, like The Art of Noticing and other things like that. But this is just being more present with self. And maybe that'll help me be present with clients. So some creativity. Um, if you like the six weeks artist way program, then you'll like this guide. I don't know. So I started reading this to um, think about creativity and personal transformation to make me a better listener to the environment, the people around you and yourself. So that's what, that's my recommendation that I'm in the process of reading. Um, yeah. I think this is a good time to call out just kind of general emotional intelligence and EQ mm-hmm. work. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. how much of this is, as we talk about understanding a client, listening with empathy, when was the last time you checked in on your own empathy? You know, is there a checklist for that? 
no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's no checklist, but we will put some links to the show. Um, if you're thinking about listening in new ways, uh, you're a coach, you're a new coach, you're being coached, and you're like, this is a whole new way of listening. And you have suggestions for us to check out, read, listen, learn. Let us know. We want to learn more. Yeah. Until Great. then. And until then, we will be coaching through it. Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. We always welcome comments and questions. Send us an email at coachingthroughit at gmail.com. Until then, we'll be figuring it out on Coaching Through It.